What's up, guys? You already know who it is. It's your boy. You are now listening to Maui Breakers, new episode streaming every Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. All right, let's break it down. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Cringe. I'm so sorry for that. I'm so sorry. Welcome back, though. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining me. Maui Breakers. Just wanted to recap last episode. So, got a little bit of feedback. Super excited about that. Got a message or two, you know. Shout out to listener Trisha out there in the mainland, born and raised in Maui, but I guess currently dwelling on the mainland. Thank you for shooting a message, sharing your insight on the underworld of car theft and her experience as her car was actually stolen while she was in high school here on Maui. Thank you. Shout out to Trisha. Uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot more to it than we think. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not. I probably didn't. But after I recorded the previous episode, I hopped back on that Reddit just to check it. And lo and behold, that entire Reddit post that I based our previous episode on got taken down. It got taken down. It got deleted by user. Convenient? Maybe. Conspiracy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for your information, just so you know, you can shoot me an email at mollybreakers at gmail.com. Send me those comments, questions, or even your own insight. I will be sure to shout you out. So again, thank you, listener, Trisha. I also thought about it. I feel like it's time to consider bringing on someone for an interview. I have a few people in mind. You know, there's people banging on the door. They're like, Corey, I got the scoops. Let me know. I got the mamaki tea. Let me spill it. But I got to, you know, I got to reel it in. But I have a few people. Send me a message. Let me know who do you like me to interview and why. Again, mybreakers at gmail.com. All all, everything will be considered. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Okay. That being said, let's, let's break it down. Today, we are going to attempt to talk a little bit about the economy. First and foremost... I'd like to introduce the domino effect to you, or also known as a chain reaction. As one domino falls and hits another, it starts a chain reaction. We are literally, in, in every sense and term, living in, an, in a literal economic chain reaction. Whether you know it or you understand it or not, it's happening right before our eyes right now. As I speak, as I live and breathe, it is happening. The dominoes, one by one, are falling. For me, again, knowledge is power, but it's also a little bit frightening. Um, It's extremely hard, I think, to fit an entire lesson of economics into a single Molly Breaker episode. I'm not even going to attempt to try and do that, but I'd like to try to shed at least a little bit of light on what's happening right now in the economy. Keep in mind, I am not an economic analyst. 
So please understand that this is just my opinion. But just to put it nicely, I will say we are in trouble. Severe trouble. As far as financial knowledge goes, no one ever took the time to explain even the most simple of concepts of financial truth to me. I have come to learn, not I would say 99% of my knowledge base through the school of hard knocks. I have made some good decisions and I have made some fairly bad decisions. And I'm talking about financially and or in business. Um, but the most important thing is that I learned from both the good and bad. I learned that there are consequences. Those consequences could be good consequences or bad consequences. It is sad, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, but financial literacy is just not a subject that anyone who is part of that 1% really want us to know about. Because if we were all financially literate, we would understand that there is no need for these institutions to manage our money or, or do anything like that. But again, that's a different episode. I'm talking about the economy. So let's break it down. As far as where we are at, mm, this, is, this is heavy. This is a very heavy subject. There is a perception, kind of like you know the sheep's wool pulled over our eyes, that everything is A-OK. They talk about and they even tout unemployment rates. They are at all-time lows. So... Answer me this question. If unemployment is so low, you know, and everyone is employed, why is every single store and business that I pass here on Maui hanging now hiring signs on their windows? Why does everyone seem like they are hiring? Like there's open positions, which means that, well, I mean, that that eludes to and tells me that perhaps there, there are still people that may be unemployed or better yet, not sure if you guys have read any of the headlines recently. I've been I've been combing headlines like crazy for this episode. Way too much information, way too overwhelming. But I can tell you this, and I don't know if you guys caught this as well, but all of the biggest companies in the world, definitely in our nation, but in the world, are laying off record number of employees at an alarming rate. rate. Or, I mean, just overall just conducting hiring outs meaning they are not even looking to hire. Google, um, Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, Apple, Amazon. Amazon laid off a crazy night. I think it was 100,000 people within this past year. 100,000. Um, Robinhood, I just saw. Robinhood, to year to date, just in 2022, laid off over 30% of their staff. All these different organizations who are supposed to be financially sound are laying people off, okay? Pensions, 401ks, all of these are just being blasted into oblivion. If you have a 401k, and, it, and if you haven't checked it this year, I apologize in advance, but please go check your 401k. On average, 401ks, all these pension plans, all of these funds that people put into while they work that they expect to live off of after retirement, are being literally obliterated into nothing, down 20, 30, 35, 40% from all-time highs. Crazy. The bottom line with the 401ks and pensions, I can create a whole episode on this. Your money is being managed by P. Lau Crooks. That's the bottom line. As far as if you have a 401k, 
And if you're not actively managing it yourself, or if you have a pension and, and you are in hopes that whoever is managing it is doing it the right way and in the light, I apologize. Again, it is being done in darkness and is being done in a very pilau way. And that's the reason why so many people are losing so many money, so, <laughs> so many money, losing so much money because a, a few people made a, a, a few bad bets on your money and now you will suffer for it. So that's that's really, I guess, a snapshot of where we're at. How we got here, well, I can tell you that, I mean, this is in it. This is something that has been well known and established that all of the analysis, they'll run the analysis, it shows that the top 1%, so these one percenters, again, these elitists of Americans make 20% of the income in the U.S. We're all playing this game. This game is absolutely rigged. How in the world can 1% of Americans absorb and obtain and and grab 20% of all the income. That is, there's only one definition for that, and that is crime and corruption. That's how, that's how. Again, it's it's rigged. It's a, it's a rigged game, and, and we're all playing it, unfortunately. I'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts on that in a moment, but the other thing, as far as how we got, we got to this point, our president, and I'm not, I'm not political, so, I mean, as far as, you know, guest speakers or anything like that. I'm probably not going to bring anybody political on. I'm not political. Never was, never will be. I'm not about the politics. But our president is literally falling apart before our eyes. Literally falling apart. I'm not sure if you guys saw those videos where multiple times he would finish speaking at the podium and then he reaches his hand out to shake the hand of nobody. There's no, literally nobody that it's, it's, I mean, it's, it was hilarious initially. Like, it was funny, some of the, the things that he babbles and he says. But to this point right now, I would say it's just sad. And he is also contributing to the demise of our economy uh, because of some of the things that were enacted when he began his, his tenure as, as president. So, again, that could be a whole other episode. But the most important thing I'd like to bring to light, and, and this number is climbing. But 774 CEOs have left their roles this year. So in the past seven months, 774 CEOs of companies in the United States have left their roles in the U.S. In the United States. Nowhere else. I'm not talking worldwide. Just in the U.S. That's the highest number that's been recorded in 20 years. So my question to you, when you see... CEOs, these are chief executive officers, the highest, the highest position that you can get in any company. If they are leaving and they are taking all their money with them, what do they know that you don't? Something's coming, something's brewing, something that will potentially damage them to the point that they will step down from an extremely lucrative and profitable position and just leave. Almost 800 CEOs. I don't even know how much companies are in the United States, but, but for 800 CEOs, top people to leave, something's going on. Something's churning, something's brewing. What does that mean for us in the United States? Well, first of all, I think we need to know who the big players are, who the big boys are, you know, the guys sitting at the table, the table that none of us can get to, that's for sure. 
Um, obviously, we know about Mr. Mr. Larry Ellison, you know, seven richest in the world right now uh, for uh, Oracle, you know, the software giant Oracle. Uh, I have a little note here that he is worth $93 billion. That is crazy. Seven riches in the world. So, so we're talking about residents here, people who reside. So technically, now that he is here, or not here, but on Lanai, uh, for the majority of the year, he's considered a resident. Uh, previously, it was, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but it was Pierre Omidyar. I hope I said that right. But my, my guy, Pierre, he used to be, he was formerly, you know, until Larry Allison, the, the richest full-time resident in Honolulu. If you guys don't know anything about him, feel free to Google him. But as far as what I've gathered from Mr. Pierre Omidyar, um, he founded eBay. And if you know me, you know I love eBay. So I'm, I'm already on this guy's team. I like this guy. Um, but he also created Civil Beat. Not sure if you guys are familiar with Civil Beat, but they are heavy in the political in, in the political sector here in Hawaii. And also Ulu, the Ulupono Initiative. So this guy is a is, is a philanthropist. He just try, he just gives away his money like crazy, just nonstop. So it, it would make sense that his net worth goes down over time, right? He's giving away all his money. He's a philanthropist. He he's part of the Black Lives Matter group. He's part of all these different organizations who are trying to build a sustainable Hawaii. So his net worth should be going down. That's just how it is. He's supposed to be, quote unquote, donating. However, his net worth in 2020 doubled. In 2020, we're talking in during the pandemic, his net worth doubled from $11 billion to almost $22 billion and is now the 83rd richest person in the world. A philanthropist, who is supposed to be giving his money? Apparently, I mean that's that's the, you know that that's basically what what I've gathered. There's not much you can find on this guy, um, but it, he he doubled. He he literally doubled his net worth. It's crazy. I was watching this interview of Tupac, and he was saying, "Can you imagine anybody having anywhere close to thirty million dollars, and someone knowingly has nothing?" And you can you know it it's he talked about how there's there's no way these people should be having a plane, let alone multiple planes, when there's people who don't even have houses, don't even have apartments, don't even have shacks. There's people here on Maui that are literally living this reality. Why have 52 rooms when you know there's somebody out there with no rooms? That's really how that's really how it is. And then you know some people will say that, well, you know, this guy founded eBay, he earned it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Not tearing down Mr. Pierre. Let's get it real. But I'm just saying, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, so those are the players. As far as where we're headed, long story short, recession. I'm not sure if you guys saw this as well in the, in the headlines, but the White House and the, and the presidency, they literally changed the definition of what a recession is just to make sure there was no nationwide panic and, and everyone's not screaming that we're in a recession. But... I can tell you in the past 10 out of 10 recessions in the United States, it has been defined as two consecutive quarters with a negative GDP. For those of you guys who don't know what a GDP is, gross domestic product, it's basically just the comprehensive measure of economic activity. 
If it's in the positive, there's a lot of economic activity. There's a lot of movement and exchange of goods and services, a lot of movement and exchange of money. If it's negative, it means there's not a lot of movement. It means there's a reduction in movement, and, and it, sh it reflects on the health of the economy. When there are two quarters that are consecutively reported as negative, it is officially has officially been termed a recession. This presidency literally created a new definition for recession so that we don't fit within that parameters. It's crazy. I can tell you the S&P 500, so this is the stock market. The S&P 500 or the Standard & Poor's 500 is an index fund that tracks you know, the 500 largest companies in the U.S. It's down over 20% year to date. In this past year, down over 20%. And then the next one to two months, I can tell you, that it's going to go lower. It's going to go way lower, down at least 50%. So it'll be down about 70% from the time, from the place that it was at the end of the year last year. We're falling, and we're falling quick. It, they, they say it's like catching a falling knife. We, we ain't trying to catch no falling knife. We're just going to fall. My two cents is this. I'll leave you guys with this. So I saw that Hana Ranch, right? 3,600 acres, 3,600 acres of beautiful Hana Aina was bought for $9 million. And, and these owners who bought the property, 3,600 acres of Hana, is looking now to sell for $75 million. This company is from Colorado, not even from Hawaii, uh, called Biological Capital. So they own this property for less than a decade. They tout, they tout now, and they brag that now, after almost or eight, eight or nine years, they have seven acres of crops and 1,000 cattle. Now, keep in mind, this is a 3,600-acre property, but they, in the span of eight or nine years, have created seven acres of sustainable crops and put 1,000 cows on there. And they now want to sell it back to Hawaii, for 830% more than what they bought it for. That is crazy. 830% for planting some trees and adding some cows. And now they're going to make millions and millions of dollars on whoever in Hawaii will be bold enough to purchase that back. That would be something, though, huh? Wouldn't that be something? Maybe someone from Hawaii, maybe Mr. Pierre, you know, hello. Um, Maybe they buy it up and just give the land all back to the people, all 3,600 acres. That would be amazing. If I had the money, I'd do it. I would do it. Mark my words, but I don't have the money. My advice to you, if you're playing in a rigged game, why play at all? Right? That's, that's really what it comes down to. Three things that I always tell my interns or anybody who seeks advice from me. Of course, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an economic analyst. Not any of that. But I can tell you, if you're going to go into a game and you know that it's rigged, first and foremost, do your best to improve your financial literacy. Do everything you can to learn about what drives the dollar. Know your worth, whether that is in finances or in life, life in general. Know your worth. Because if you know your worth and you understand that, then your financials will fall into place. And the last and most important thing is to take risk. You have to take risk. You can't just sit on the sideline and watch and hope that your pension and 401ks are going to take you to the promised land. Take risk. 
but never risk anything you're not willing to lose. That's Maui Breakers. Thanks for breaking it down. We'll see you next week. Shoops.